I remembered it like it was yesterday. That's a cliché, I suppose. But as I left the van, stretching my sore legs and making my way towards the lip of the lake, I really did feel like the memory was fresh in my mind. Lately, that memory had been sneaking into my thoughts, resurfacing in those quiet moments when I least expected its arrival. I couldn't say why that was, though it was the recurrence of this memory, at least in part, that had inspired me to organize a trip back to the lake. I closed my eyes and imagined that scene so many years ago. Then, narrowing my gaze upon the scenery, I rewound the memory of that night and watched it play out against my surroundings like a projection. The sun was shining and the weather was fair now, but for a short while I was transported back in time to the night, more than two decades ago, when my grandfather and I had had a chat outside the lake during a vacation in late summer. My grandfather stirred up the fire with a long stick, sending small embers flying in the cool breeze. He pointed over at the lake, whose ebb and flow sounded ceaselessly in the otherwise still night, and cracked a nervous, toothy grin. He'd been acting strangely all night, had been very easily spooked. It wasn't like him to react so viscerally to the sounds coming out of the woods around us, but I thought little of it at the time. Cradling himself by the fire, he cocked his head to the side and began. There are things in that lake, things that never emerge to see the light of day, except for when the time is right. Things that prefer to stay hidden, lad. Things that like it better that way, down in the murk. It's a good place to keep one's secrets, isn't it? Out here, in the middle of the wilderness, where the water is dark and no one can see? I could remember clearly the way he rubbed a few fingers against his stubbly chin before sitting back down on the large tree stump he used as a throne back then, during our nightly bonfires. Looking at the fire pit now, so many years later, I could identify all of the same features. I could place the figures of my eight-year-old self and of my deceased grandfather as though I were arranging a tableau. The fire pit was still intact, though it hadn't been used since the last time we'd been to Lake Minuxet and it sat threaded with masses of overgrown grass. The stump was still there, too, but had been pounded and eroded by one too many Midwestern winters. Running my fingers through the grooves in the wood, I almost fancied I could hear the old man's voice in the wind, calling out to me across the ages. I thought, too, that I caught a whiff of burnt marshmallows, of the little sausages he was so fond of and in the habit of charring over the bonfire. The lake, too, was just as I remembered it, its silty waters churned just the same as they'd always done. But somehow, the scene was unfamiliar. I could pick out all of the familiar fixtures, trace them almost point for point in my memories, and yet I couldn't help but harbor doubt that this was, in fact, the very spot where that conversation had taken place more than twenty years ago. I still remembered the way my grandfather added a warning, with a good deal more graveness than he'd hitherto used. I'd turned curiously to the dark, yawning expanse of water and looked out across it, as if expecting to see these vague, furtive secrets he'd hinted at. Don't do that, Douglas, he'd warned. No good will come of looking out towards Knob Island at night. The moon. It does strange things sometimes when it hits the water just so. His bony frame squirmed beneath the outlines of his navy jacket, and I thought I glimpsed something of real fear in his expression. Standing in that very spot, watching the waves roll in by day, I thought back to that chat of ours, realizing that I'd never known just what he'd meant. The island sat in the distance, 
a single tree protruding from its grassy bulk, a mere thimble's worth of land in the small lake. There certainly wasn't anything too special about it, at least not at first glance. A heavy rain would probably be enough to put the whole thing underwater. Sighing and giving my lower back a stretch, I started onto the shore and walked to the edge of the old dock. The thing still held together, even after all these years. It rocked slightly in the waves as I paused upon the edge to get a better look at Knob Island. Shading my eyes with my hand, I peered across the lake at the little knot of land sticking out of the water. Lake Minuxet wasn't very big, just over a mile in circumference, and the island sat smack dab in the middle. No matter how long I stared, though, I couldn't make out much of anything on Knob Island.